Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast. This is Micah again. You know, we've been recording a bunch of different episodes. Again, we're covering all 16 regionals for the NCAA Road to Omaha. Uh, We are now at the regional I will be in attendance for, the Charlottesville Regional. I leave tomorrow morning. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. I will be leaving Thursday morning, visiting some family that's passing through. Actually, worked out well. My hometown of Salem, Virginia, and then staying the night in Charlottesville for really well Thursday, Friday, four nights. So if you happen to be going, let me know. Would love to meet up. I uh, got my tickets again. I'm a Virginia football season ticket holder, so got some access obviously to baseball as well. Been on that list for a while. Uh, back a couple months ago, when they released, would you buy regional tickets? And I'm very thankful because I got seats. Uh, four rows behind the UVA dugout, so very, very, very excited to have some solid seats for that whole regional uh, and and watch some good ball. I think every team in this regional, uh, to be honest, is capable of winning it. I mean, this is a regional where you know I, I hear the conversation of yeah, this is a pretty good path for Virginia because it is not a bad path when you factor in one of the last teams in in Oklahoma. You've got obviously Army West Point, who is a very talented four seed, but you know, when you think about it from the standpoint of Virginia, you should be able to take care of business there. Then you factor in, again, a program like uh, ECU, who, you know, brand-wise, phenomenal. But when we talk from the standpoint of can they, you know, win it all, I mean, not to disrespect them, but they did just lose to Tulane in a regional, uh, or excuse me, in a regional, geez, in the American Athletic Conference final. And ECU has struggled. I mean, there were talks earlier in the year about how, you know, ECU might be able to go undefeated or, you know, lose. Like, there were people debating whether how many losses, like two or under, for ECU in the American Athletic. Obviously, I believe they hit eight. Um, then you factor in their, you know, loss in the tournament, nine. So, you know, and, and Tulane was the team sitting pretty when it came to the championship where, you know, all they had to do was win, win, win one. So it's something of note for sure. You know, we're going to kind of keep this as similar to what we did uh, recording the rest of them, which is kind of go through the different situations here from the standpoint of just the matchups. So when it comes to Virginia and you know, ECU, Oklahoma, and Army, you know, RPI, Virginia of 10, ECU 26, Oklahoma 40th, Army 91st, again, that's pretty crazy. I talked about it yesterday. Lipscomb's was 90. But Virginia, again, being a 7, still a very tough regional, but in a way looks a little bit more promising than what Clemson received, which, again, I think is very unreasonable. Oklahoma is only in this tournament because of their RPI, to be honest. Uh, Kansas State should have been in over them. But that does not mean Oklahoma is not a dangerous team. Um, and I think there's going to be a chip on that Sooners team's shoulder because they obviously went to Omaha last year, got a chance to see them in person actually in Omaha. But, you know, they also are feeling very disrespected because everyone's basically saying, I mean, Kansas State publicly came out and released a statement from their coach saying, like, what's the point of playing games? And I don't disagree with him. <laughs> but you know, you're just adding bulletin board material to Oklahoma. I'm very excited uh, Friday night to be able to, sit back, hopefully have Virginia in the winner's bracket, uh, you know, to watch the Oklahoma and ECU game with necessarily no dog in the fight. Um, I'm very, very excited for that. I can't wait to see what ECU brings. And 
I'm sure there'll be some Oklahoma folks as well that make the trip over. So that's going to be really, really fun. But, you know, again, records. We got two 45-win teams here. UVA is 45 and 12. ECU 45 and 17. Uh, Oklahoma only five games above 500 at 31 and 26, and Army at 38 and 16. Uh, you know, you look at it. I mean, Oklahoma game was under 500 in conference play, but another big factor is Oklahoma's strength of schedule was by far the best of any team. Uh, Virginia at 75, ECU at 76, Army at 257. Oklahoma at 16. So obviously huge, huge difference between the four there. Um, this is where things get interesting because offensively, Virginia is by far the best offense in this tournament, or excuse me, in this regional. Virginia coming in at 9.11 runs per game, where the next best is Army at 8.02. That's 33rd in the country for the Black Knights. Virginia again, seventh in that category. With ECU coming in at about 7.41, which still top 177th, but Oklahoma State, or excuse me, Oklahoma, excuse me, don't get mad Sooner fans, just sit just outside in the top 150 at 157th with 6.63 runs per game. You know, none of these teams really rake when you standpoint of home runs. Virginia has 72 on the year, ECU has 71. Army leads the pack here at 74. Oklahoma at 44. That's 227th in the country. So, you know, Disharoon Park at Davenport Field is not necessarily a hitter's park because uh, there's a very likelihood of robbing home runs, but it's by far, like, it's not, you know, it's not the launch pad of the couch, but it's not the hardest park to hit out. So I expect those numbers to change a little bit. But, you know, again, we could see some very solid pitching. Uh, when it comes to walks, the only team in this regional that really walks is Oklahoma with 14.3%, which is ninth in the country. Uh, Virginia, ECU, and Army all kind of sit in a situation where, you know, they're you know 91st for ECU in the country, 99th for Virginia, and then 230 for the Army Black Knights. So, you know, and you look at it, Virginia strikes out a decent amount, eighth in the country in strikeouts. So, uh, you know, again, they strike out the least amount, though. So that's what I mean by, you know, the strikeout percentage. So 15.1%, which is eighth best in the country, where, you know, you look at some of these teams, they strike out a little bit more. So something to keep an eye on. But the best batting average in the entire country belongs to the Virginia Cavaliers at 334 you know, nobody else in this tournament's hitting above 310. Army's hitting 306 as a team, which is 22nd in the country. 283 for the Sooners, 290 for the Pirates. I just, I mean, offensively, I think Virginia's pretty much set themselves as the best offense in this regional. Talk about pitching, and this is a very good pitching regional. Um, you've got the sixth best runs against per nine from Virginia, ninth best in the country from ECU, and 16th best from Army, 4.8. Uh, Oklahoma does sit 137th with 6.7. Um, I mean, Virginia strikes a lot of guys out. So does ECU. Uh, so does really Army. I mean, Army 67th in the country. Oklahoma, though, 241. So, you know, I think that's where a lot of this could kind of be a problem for Oklahoma is just 
you know, you see a lot of these, like three of these four teams, in my opinion, are very, very similar. Oklahoma, on the other hand, though, not so much. Um, you know, the walks are pretty much equal again. Everyone's under 10.2%, minus Oklahoma. Um, we can keep going, you know, from the strikeouts to the walk ratio. You know, fourth in the country is ECU, fifth is Virginia, 65th is Army. But, again, sitting at 224th, the Oklahoma Sooners. So, you know, ERA, fifth in the country for the Hoos, 20th in the country for ECU, 15th in the country for the Black Knights. So, again, you're talking about some earned runs. You know, Army seems to, you know, with their numbers being what they are, 16th in the country at 4.8 and having 4.13, you know, earned runs. That kind of tells you that, you know, 0.7, obviously, of that is unearned. So, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, FIP, 19th in the country for the Hoos, 22nd in the country for the Black Knights, or excuse me, for the Pirates, and then 129 and 182 for the Black Knights and Sooners, respectively. So, when we talk about this regional, I mean, it's Virginia's regional. Um, Sorry, we're getting a little bit of wind, so this might be the worst podcast yet, so I'm going to start heading back. I like to walk and record these. It's, you know, best for my health, and, you know, hopefully the audio is not too terrible, Um, but... Yeah, I mean, this kind of leans the who's here. You look at some of the other stats kind of of, of note, you know, I see that, ooh, this is a very interesting fact right here for, okay, this is phenomenal, actually. You look at the starters for each regional. Shout out to Friday starters for this one. You know, I want to make sure that I'm looking at this right. Yes, okay. Sorry, We want. I just want to make sure I give... All these starters, their dues. Um, this is, I'm guessing in an alphabetical order. Yes, it is. So, you know, when we talk about uh, average game score by a starting pitcher, okay. So obviously, you know, for example, Paul Skeens is at the top for the Baton Rouge Regional. The top pitcher, Trey Savage, Savage, I believe, for ECU. Then we got Army's Mike Rug. Rugery, man, these names are harder for people that don't watch them a ton. But then it's pretty much Virginia for the next three or four with Connolly Early, Brian Edgington, and Nick Parker. Josh Gross for ECU kind of carrying the win there. We've got a trend that I kind of mentioned of this main starters because each team has got three listed here. Oklahoma's got three of the bottom five. Um, 15 starters, not ideal. Um, so it's definitely something you need to keep an eye on. Uh, when you talk about this regional. But, you know, let's go over some names to know because I think it's very important that we keep an eye on, you know, what this regional is. Again, this regional is paired up with Conway, which our very own Hayden Bannock will be recording. Uh, Obviously, fifth quarter CCU. Uh, So he'll be able to provide even better, you know, preview. I think, obviously, if I'm Virginia, I think it's an interesting conversation because... You kind of want to have your best for the ECU Oklahoma winner if you advance. But my thing is, I don't know if I'm guaranteeing a Virginia win. Uh, I think Virginia has the starting pitching that any of those guys can beat Army West Point. But I'm not putting it past the Black Knights, man. That is a dangerous squad. Um, You know, Virginia dominated Navy earlier in the year. But the Army-Navy gap I talked about a couple weeks ago on the pod actually is a major difference. So you need to kind of keep an eye on all of that, um, you know, from a standpoint of what to expect with this regional. You know, again, Virginia is the number seven overall seed. 
Again, tops in the country. Their OBP is sixth best in the country. So, again, offensively, this team should be great. You know, Kyle Teal is obviously a name that I think all of our listeners should know. You know, ACC Player of the Year, which I had a wonderful debate with Griffin uh, Lanfear, hopefully I said his last name correctly, a Wake Forest beat writer. Kid's a phenomenal young man, but knows his ball, but we were getting after it because he was kind of kind of insulting Kyle Teal a little bit, saying he wasn't deserving of winning it. And I was shocked that he did win it, but I don't think it was because, like, I wasn't shocked because I didn't think he didn't deserve it, where Griffin kind of disagreed there. But obviously Kyle Teal, huge, huge thing. Griff O'Farrell's been phenomenal at shortstop, the sophomore, hitting 393 this year. Obviously can't forget about the home run leader, uh, Jake Geloff. He's been phenomenal as well. You know, a brother of Zach, who <laughs> was also great for the Who's, taking him to Omaha a couple years ago. You know, he has 47 career home runs, 22 this season, which again tied 16th most in the country. His uh, slugging percentage is top 25 in the country. His total basis is 16th in the country. He's fifth in RBIs. So, I mean, that's a three-headed monster you do not want to deal with. Again, we talk about Virginia. You know, Brian Edgerton, Connor Ernley, both Conley, Ernley, Early. Jeez Louise. Struggling with my words today, gentlemen. I apologize. And ladies, of course. You know, both phenomenal guys. Jay Wolfolk, uh, our quarterback at UVA, but also our closer. He has nine saves, which is top 30 in the country. And this is a staff that, you know, has been very, very good. Um, you know, they don't get enough credit, I don't think. You know, as a fan, I get always a little bit or <laughs> a little bit worried. But you look at the numbers. I mean, they've, granted, some of the, the midweek competition has been very, very brutal from a standpoint of not very talented teams. But they have found ways to be, you know, solid all around. So I'm excited to see what this team can do against, you know, a Army team who can hit, but I don't think it's had a face type of pitching that Virginia can throw at them. Um, you know, when you talk about uh, ECU, ECU was the best team in the American Athletic Conference for a very long time. Uh, she probably should have won the tournament again, but did not do so. They were 2-1 and one against UNC this year, 1-1 one one against NC State, 1-0 versus Indiana. Those are multiple teams, obviously, in the field. You know, they, they lost a record against Campbell. Um... You know, their pitching is, you know, very, very solid. It is the strength of this team, like we talked about. You know, Trey Yesevich has been phenomenal. The sophomore, 6-1 and in 15 appearances. You know, 13 of those, by the way, were starts. And he ranks 31st in the, in the nation with the ERA and 11th in whip. A whip is, his whip is under 1 at .99. That's pretty darn good. He's the all-AAC first-team pitcher. You know, he's got 11 teammates, or I guess 10, including him. So 11 ECU Pirates were all AAC members. Yeah, the AAC for baseball, not super strong, but still impressive nonetheless. Carter Cunningham and designated hitter Jacob Jenkins Cowart are both monsters. I'm very worried about that type of, you know, team. They can explode if they decide to. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. As well as first baseman Josh Moreland, he's been very good as well, with 66 RBIs on the season, which is top 45 in the country. He got second team all AAC honors. But, you know, again, you have to kind of keep an eye on this team. They have five starters hitting over 300 this season. Three of their guys have double-digit home runs. So, and obviously, this is kind of revenge for UVA. ECU was the number eight seed last year. And they beat the Cavaliers 4-2. They were not the ones that eliminated them. They met in the 1-0 game, similar to what it could be this year. 
So if ECU gets, does advance, this is a chance for revenge for the Hoos. So I would definitely say keep an eye out for that because that is something I think Virginia might keep in the back of their mind when it comes down to it. Oklahoma's the three seed, finished seventh out of nine in the Big 12 this season, which, again, kind of crazy. They knock off two-seed Oklahoma State in the first round of the conference tournament, but then suffered back-to-back losses to Texas Tech and, again, to rival Oklahoma State, getting them eliminated from the tournament. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You know, they opened the season by losing two of three to California Baptist and Abilene Christian and Ryder. Didn't get a good start to the year by any means. Got back on the winning track. You know, their RPI got him in. Brandon Carmichael, by far their best pitcher. Um, first team, all Big 12. Uh, you know, he was the only one. There was also no one that made second team. You know, Carmichael does rank 43rd nationally in strikes to walk ratio. 19th in walks per nine with 1.57 walks per nine innings. That's pretty impressive. You know, he's got some all-Big 12 honors uh, for his teammates in the honorable mention category, uh, six of them for that matter. You know, shortstop Dakota Harris, he's one of those guys you have to really keep an eye on. I mean, again, he's not your world beater, but he's definitely someone that can be dangerous. Uh, pitcher James Hitt, first baseman Anthony McKenzie, right fielder Bryce uh, Madron, and left fielder Kendall Pettis, as well as center field John Spikerman. So these are guys, again, you got to keep an eye on. They're 4-6 and six combined record against Oklahoma State and Stanford. You know, so that's some regional host teams, of course. So keep that in mind. You know, again, they're a very dangerous team. And they could easily give Virginia some trouble. And then, obviously, we talk Army, Army West Point. after a rocky start in the non-conference portion of the schedule. But we're dominant in Patriot League play. Winning 21 of their 25 regular season matchups. They had to get rolling, too, in the conference tournament because – they opened the conference tournament losing to Lafayette. Then they had to win two against Lafayette, in which they dominated those two games by a combined score of 20-7. to 7. So, obviously, you had two elimination games there. Army Westwood took advantage of it. The Patriot League does their tournament really cool. Four teams make it, and their double elimination, or best two out of three series, to move on. So, it's really cool how they do that. And they got Bucknell in the final. You know, winning 20-5 to 5 and 21-6. to 6. Um so that's pretty impressive, <laughs> you know, outscoring opponents 41 to 11 in two games. That'll that'll play, uh, won't it? So, you know, they have two not power conference teams all year. Kansas State, who obviously got ripped to the tournament, in my opinion, and Arkansas, who's the number three overall seed. Uh, they held their own in both games, losing 4 to 1 and 14 to 8, and then 7 to 5 to the Razorbacks. So again, 0 and 3 in those results, but, you know, could be something of note again to be kind of worried about you know obviously head coach for army west point chris traz has been phenomenal you know he was conference coach of the year he knows how to coach these guys he's going to put them in the right spot to win you know player of the year in patriot league was kevin dubry dubrol dubrol wow army i need to get your uh, pronunciation guys because I've heard the names on the broadcast. I've watched a few Army games this year, but I don't remember exactly how to properly say all these. He was the player of the year and defensive player of the year. So when we, talk, when we come down to it for predictions, you know, I'm always worried with Virginia. <laughs> a lot of times I want to you know, aim low so that way everything that happens positively is above expectations. But as a Virginia team that's ranked seventh in the country, has not lost a non-conference game, all this stuff, they're going to lose, I think, one in this regional. I, I, I think I'm going to be in Charlottesville through Monday. But 
I think this is Virginia and ECU in a final. Um, I don't think Army gets a win, but I wouldn't put Army, like, I would not be shocked if Army plays Virginia close, falls in a tough one, and then catches an Oklahoma team who had to give everything they had against ECU and kind of, you know, I've seen it before. Like, uh, I work for UTSU, Sanford, who made the tournament out of the Southern Conference. We threw everything at Sanford in our 1-0 game, and we lost a heartbreaker 2-1 late in the game. And not to say that our guys quit, because that is not what they did. But when you give so much into one game, it's hard to bounce back the next day. And they couldn't do it. And I would not be surprised if Oklahoma sits in that same situation where, I mean, no respect to Oklahoma, but there are, like, they gamed the system to get in. You look at the results, they should not be here. So I think there's a very possible opportunity here for Army to get a win, but I am going to rock with Virginia taking the regional over ECU with Oklahoma getting a win against Army. But, yeah, everyone, thank you again for listening. Can't wait to record a couple more of these. As always, it means just a little bit less in here in AC country, and go ACC.